Mothers Podcast is your weekly dose of two moms navigating life and rewriting the motherhood blueprint. We're here to give you our real and unfiltered opinions on life's most complex topics. All, All truth, truth, no sugarcoating. All oh, mothers. <laughs> So four. Yes, consistency, consistency. Ooh, I'm puffing and puffing like I'm tired, but I'm actually really excited to do this. So let's do this. How was your week? Girl, I had a great week. Okay. Weekend was a little rough. Ooh. I partied a little too hard, got a little sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm good. I'm back. I'm, re- I'm reviving, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I'm good. How about you? How was your week? Girl, I normally just say I was a mom, but um, I'm dating someone now a big ass relationship so it was fun it was a fun weekend i wish i could see my face she just dropped a whole bomb <laughs> she, she's ready to get on air to share that yeah i had to i had to tell you guys that yes it's official i'm dating someone and um i found a new place so um by 703 congratulations Thank you. signed today so i'm super excited what yeah. look all the news she saved right for y'all for the podcast y'all should feel special because i didn't even get this tea i can't i had to give you the on-air tea sis come <laughs> on the people want to know so i had to tell them yes well i am so so very happy okay, and you. you know who else is having a great week Ooh. your boo <laughs> did he drop the gospel album of the year I, I don't know. I it's too early to say. Well, see, it's not that I'm not listening on purpose. I just haven't felt mo- the, the spirit ain't moved me Girl, to listen to Kanye's new gospel I'm not telling you God is probably using me to get to you, and you just don't want to receive it. And I told you, God know me better than that. He gonna have to drop something on my head before I listen to Kanye. You need to listen to it. <laughs> you think so? Tell me. Okay. What is so good about this album? Because. And this is me coming from just a person who is trying to get back into her faith and not a Kanye stand because, you know, I stand for him. Yes. I think you can tell by the way he wrote this music that he was searching for something and he almost found it and that God is talking to him. It's like when we went to Women Evolve. Mm-hmm. It's like you needed that message and he got that message and he's trying to apply it to his everyday life. Now, is he perfect? No. Is this walk going to be perfect? No. But I do think that he is working on something. And so and that's, you can feel it. And that's not even my criticism of him. I don't even take the stance that, oh, Kanye's doing gospel, blah, blah, blah. I, A lot of people, you know, Snoop Dogg, who used to dress like a pimp and have girls on leashes on the red carpet, he mm-hmm. did a whole gospel album. He did. Um, so that that's not even my, I don't have an issue with the album at all i think for me it's just my dislike of some of his rhetoric lately Mm -hmm. that kind of keeps me at at bay when it comes to him like "Mm, i don't know if i want to support because some of the stuff that he says can be harmful to us as a community Mm -hmm. so and but i get it because everybody you know nobody's perfect everybody's walk in you know faith is different Mm -hmm. and so i can definitely see that and i hope that christians are welcoming of him really now see that is interesting to me you would think i was waiting for that person to comment back on your status today oh sis i really was because (laughs) 
homegirl went into a whole paragraph spill about how he wasn't genuine. Girl, you're not the judge nor the jury and you're not Jesus Christ and you're not standing at anybody's gate. So you can't tell anybody if his walk is real or fake. He could be making a fake ass album and with hidden messages all up and through there. But that shit sound like some believer music and that shit sound like it was touched by God and that shit sound like I need to play it on Sunday. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling it. I may give it a listen this weekend while I'm cleaning the house. I'm, I'm not anti-Kanye. You're cleaning the house? Yes. That's what this is the praise and shout. Your prayer closet <laughs> worship. I don't, listen, Kanye is not going to be in my prayer closet. <laughs> Dang, I can't get him in the prayer closet. No, nah, not in the prayer closet. See, That's okay. I'm, Christmas coming. I'm willing to, look, I'm willing to have him around the house. Okay. I can do that. Now, the we prayer closet, I don't know about that. We're going to get him in there. But that's, that, you know what? I'm actually a little excited. Mm-hmm. Because I do want the old Kanye back. And maybe not the old Kanye per se, but I, mm-hmm. I want the music that was meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so that I can be excited for. Okay. And and I think, you know, in this instance, I can separate him from his music. Not everybody can I do that for. Right. But in this instance, I don't think he's done anything so egregious. Remember we were talking about giving people grace? Yeah. I don't think he's done anything so egregious that you can't give him grace and support him or listen to his music. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can separate the... The beliefs and some of the stuff that he said. It's, yeah. Listen, before I even go any further, <laughs> did you listen to the interview and did you see what he said about black people culture. not having culture? I and did. what are your thoughts there? I did, I did, I did. And that was part of the interview that I bypassed, <laughs> to be completely honest. Because for me, it's a couple of things when you think about celebrities. Every celebrity is not supposed to be out there to be this platform figure, to be the voice of the people, to be my spokesman. Kanye right now, on whatever he's going through, he can't he can't be my spokesperson. But his music can speak to me personally, to my spirit in this new album, to something that I need and something that I feel. And God is perfect song. Mm-hmm. Water, perfect song. Lord Jesus is King, perfect song. Like all of those messages in there, fabulous. We culturalists because somebody else owns our culture. Yeah, a lot of people make money off our culture. Now, but that doesn't mean that we're cultureless. Exactly. That means we are the culture. Exactly. Right. But I think he, and he also has poor wording. Like, yeah. y'all, they be so hung up on like this one thing. The rest of the interview was kind of good, y'all. Yeah. It really was. He talked about how when he first came out, Jesus walked and he, what was his name? What was, who interviewed him? What was his name? Big Boy? Yes. He played that clip at the very beginning of what Kanye said when he first came out. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to make soulful music, like, for Christ. Hmm. But I can't do it yet. You know, so some people are, are uh, will always say, like, oh, you know, he's changed since his mom died and this and the third. I said but, it. Remember I said it on another episode. And you're not the only one. A lot of people believe that. But, you know, sometimes I think, what if Kanye has always been like this? He probably has. not been put on a facade. And we didn't know. We didn't. Or we overlooked some of his antics mm-hmm. because... When he came out and because he's always been outspoken. Always. When he, you know, came out and said George Bush, Bush don't care about black people. We, you know, we applauded on national television. Oh, he was a hero when he snatched the microphone from Taylor Swift. Hero. A lot of us were like, "Yeah, Taylor, sis, you didn't deserve that." Even though he got backlash for it, right. a lot of us brown folks was riding for but that. But it's crazy because it's always like, "Let me censor the Negro who was outspoken." But as soon as he starts talking some shit that you don't like, it's like, oh, ooh, now nah, I've got to cancel him now. He's not good for our culture. But when he was like... But he was always like that. Yeah. It's so really what interesting. He's, what he's, changed? Why he's, y'all don't like it now? It's 
what he's saying that's a little different, that's unsavory for a lot of us. But at the end of the day, he's always been like this. So, well, you know, we really got to talk about Sunday service. Okay. Because I've heard it. I've heard some of it. I haven't like sat through a whole service. I'm probably not going to anytime soon. I'm just not there with it. Love your album. Can't really support the service. Mm -hmm. But the whole talk is he's exploiting black culture, which is gospel. We talked about it in the last episode, right? Yeah. So Jamal don't exploit in his mega church. Uh, see, you know, I left the church, um, to be honest, and and I definitely want to dive deep into that in another episode. We gotta but, talk about the black church. But I, I left the church because I feel like a lot of these pastors exploit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you say Jamal, Jamal Bryan, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. in what ways do you feel he he may potentially exploit the church? And I only say that because T.I. recently did an episode yes. with Killer Mike. And, you know, I love Killer Mike. Like, He's I love so him. I love him. I love him. Yes. Shout out to Shea Bigger because she really got her man on track. Girl. Yes, he is so I, intelligent. Him and David Banner. Honey. Is David Banner married? Okay. We Somebody have, need to Google that. Because I can go to, down to Mississippi tomorrow. <laughs> I'm in a relationship, though. But I think she would be okay with it. Um, <laughs> yes, I said she. But anyways... Uh, you just dropping all kinds of tea. Yo, she's just blowing up the podcast tonight. My fault. Boom, 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 boom. Drop the bomb. Um, no, I, I feel like for him, when you get into these mega churches, it stops being about the humble message mm-hmm. and it starts being more about the money and the spotlight and yep. all of that. Like, I, I would just want the pastor that comes up to you. He prays for you. He does his community work. He might work at like the local power plant or something like that. He's still very much a figure in the community and he's God-fearing. For me, I feel like it's a lot of let me go and put out this or I got to do an interview with this person. Now mm-hmm. I can't... So, like, he, he gave the money back that Kanye gave to the church because he couldn't support Kanye, but you can't support Kanye because of a statement. Kanye gave you that money as a Christian. He gave well, you that wait, money as somebody that's trying to wait. get back into the Lord. Why you couldn't use it? Now, see, I don't know. You don't think? I don't know because there are a lot of Christians... Who do negative things mm-hmm. and say I don't know David Duke mm-hmm. gave him money as a Christian because he claims to be a Christian but he's also a racist mm-hmm. do we accept it like I don't know I think it's interesting but see hold on but you you playing God because you judging because he a racist mm-hmm. you can't accept his money because if he doing it for if he doing it for the Lord and he's here's your donation and please use it unto people in your your fellowship that needs it the Christian thing to do is to pass that money on, babe. Because you're supposed to help your friend. I, 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 listen. I, that's yeah, something we have to debate on another day. I, but I can't speak for the Christian population because I'm not one anymore. But I, I feel like there has to be a balance. Like, we can't just accept everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if it was any other organization, we'd, set, we'd weed out the people who were doing things, you know, in their uh, personal lives that didn't, that conflicted with whatever message, you know, we wanted to give to the people. So I don't see why churches can't, but I also get your argument that, well, I mean, if it's helping the Christian people, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. We got to, we got to debate it. We got to yeah, debate that's it. That's a tough one. We got to definitely, we definitely need to talk about that one, but I want to save that for when we actually dive deep into the black church as a whole. I don't want to use it for this, but I do feel like it's a lot of Christians right now. Now, what about, (laughs) but what about, you know, we talked about this as well, where when you 
do something mm-hmm. and you kind of disgrace yourself among your community, the black community. Mm-hmm. You found Jesus and everybody's like, oh, yes. You know, why is it that anytime somebody just mentions the word Jesus, we just are like, oh, oh, they're changed. Let's open our arms. Let's jump on the, mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a bandwagon, but that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because, you know, Everybody was like, oh, anti-Kanye, we're not dealing with him. But the moment he said he was going to drop an album, a Christian album or a gospel album, then it was like, oh, Jesus, yeah, we signed up. Because they need a couple points on the board. That's all that is. <laughs> they need a couple points. When they get to the gate, God going to say, what did you do? What work did you put in? And they going to remember that one time that Kanye was on his tangent. He made the gospel album, and they gave him a chance. And they going to say, God, can I get in because of that? That's all that is. They just wanted to see. They need something else to talk about. If it doesn't feel churchy enough for somebody, they're going to condemn it. Mm-hmm. If it does feel great, they're going to support it. It just it's, see, it is what it is. We're men is, at the end of the day. The thing is, a lot of Christians, remember when we were younger and Kirk Franklin came out? Stomp. And we loved it. We loved it because we could relate to it. Listen, I was done with Shirley Caesar. I didn't want to hear no more Shirley Caesar. I I was in the Mississippi Mass Choir. Listen, I was over all the hollering. My grandmother used to have a tape with Shirley Caesar on it, and she played that tape out. I'm like, dang, can we listen to something else? Lord. So when. Kirk you was in a Bible Belt too, girl, so you know they was playing. They were playing no game. So then when Kirk Franklin came out. It was something refreshing, and the youth were brought into it, and we we moved, and we felt we felt more, you know, it was just more relatable to us. Mm-hmm. But older Christians shunned it, just like you know a lot of Christians are shunning Kanye mm-hmm. now. So I just feel like you know we just end up repeating ourselves. We go right back in the same old circles. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but I'm gonna give it a chance. God is play one song. Play God is. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Try and see what happens. I'm still not standing on his platform, but don't, you don't. But now you know, listen, but you don't have to. Now what if this is him trying to get the black vote? Because you know he said he was going to run for president. I can't put Kanye on the ballot. I can't. Yeah, if if I gotta go to the polls and I see Ye and Trump, twenty twenty, just put me in the field. What with Kim K as our uh, first lady? Cool, put me in the field. <laughs> put me in the field, Lord. Well, let's do one to me. Speaking of your favorites, because we know you like to trap at heart. Yeah, okay, trap it all. Trapaholics. <laughs> Trapaholics. Girl, all your favorites just been shutting down the internet this week. They have, because that's what we do. That's what mm, we do, girl. That's what listen. we do. So, Gucci Mane mm-hmm. and Angela Yee, this mm-hmm. little beef. It's been beef for a while, though. She's been going back and forth for a minute. See, stuff like this. Okay, for those who don't know. A while ago, like years ago, Angela Yee interviewed Gucci Mane. Now, it's that sloppy Gucci. <laughs> well, she said 2009, Google him Gucci. God damn but Gucci. Let's, let's be clear, didn't none of us look all that great in 2009. So, Ooh. Angela, sis. I was small, though, I'll tell you that. Remember, we had them thin ass eyebrows? It don't matter, girl. My, my waist was thin, too, okay? It was a time. It was a time for these kids. It was a time. So, listen, she can't. I, 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 Nah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she interviewed him back then. Mm-hmm. And if anyone knows Angela Yee outside of the Breakfast Club, because she plays like the the neutral the neutral person who's uh you know doesn't have too much of an opinion, just kind of keeps things balanced yeah. between um, Envy and Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. But on her shows like uh, Lip Service, and she had another show. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it was on um. Shade 45. Okay, okay. So, 
she's very flirtatious with all the male guests. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like she was specifically flirtatious with Gucci when he came right. on. She just that was just that's exactly what lip service is about. That's just kind of what her brand was before the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. So later when um she did an interview at the Breakfast Club, Gucci brought it up and was like, "Oh, but you know, you was flirting with me back then." Right. And she was like, "Oh, Gucci, you know, it won't even like that." She was trying to play it down. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, went on to kind of say, "No, nah, you was texting me and whatnot." Um and she was like, "No, you know." And mm-hmm. so my thing is, and so all these years later, this whole conversation has resurfaced. And mm-hmm. my thing is, if a dude I know, you know, I didn't mess with him or I wasn't interested in him like that. I don't feel no need to defend myself. I don't feel any need to keep going back and forth and having people's cord and all of that extra stuff defending my name against some dude. Mm -hmm. Because men men in the industry say things all the time. Girl, men period say things all the time. A lot of people said they hit me and all they did was send a text, but... And that's the, that's the thing about being careful with your brand, too. Mm-hmm. Because back then, that was a part of her brand. She was very flirtatious. Even now, if you listen to her podcast, her her guests, her co-hosts, they talk about sex, and they're very vulgar, and they make, you know, some risque jokes. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I may understand that we just playing, but you get a guy in there, get him a couple drinks, and he don't know the difference. Exactly. You know? And exactly. so, you have to be careful. As, as women, it sucks that I even have to say this, because Howard Stern been doing this for years. Double standards, And girl. nobody cares. But, you know, Angela Yee does it, and it's like, oh, but she wanted Gucci Dick. Mm. So, that leads me to the interview with Charlemagne. Right. Where he just, I mean, first of all, the whole interview was really good. I told you. I told you to listen to it. The, I just the entire to. interview was good. This is another situation where... And, and you need to listen to a whole interview, but what gets, you know, blown out of proportion is the 30 seconds right. where, you know, somebody gets called out of their name. Do you think Gucci was wrong for addressing Angela Yee in that way? I don't think so. Because I think that he brought it up and she tried to downplay it and he defended himself. And I think you could tell if you go back and watch that Breakfast Club interview, she got really like frazzled. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, no, 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 da, da, da. And then they made a big deal after, like, trying to discredit him. Now, whether he, whether it really transpired or whatever, it would have been on something like, you know, it didn't happen, whatever, whatever, kept it moving. But you were really invested of, like, putting a stop to this. Mm-hmm. Then the interview surfaces. Like, somebody, did, like, dug that up. And it was yeah. like, you said, oh, because, you know, agents are deep. And, mm-hmm. Girl, that sounds to me like you was trying to serve it up. But, again, in her defense, that is... The brand. That is her brand, right. but he could have taken it like course, that. And, and he, he did. And then if you supposedly texted him after, mm-hmm. what you thought he was going to think? It wasn't like, oh, thanks for some interview. It was like, hey, thanks for the interview. Like, can we get up? That's probably how he took it. Not like, oh, it was good seeing you today, Gucci. We good doing business with you. Great interview, whatever. Right. He probably was like, oh, like, yeah, she on my neck. She just said it's deep. Like, it's a trap nigga. Yeah, you can't play he with not, that like He that. wasn't polished Gucci. Like, he wasn't the Gucci that he is today right. back then. He probably was had up, leaned up, and you talking about deep. He think he about to smash it. Mm. So, Big fat slot Gucci. I do think that... She was defensive because I don't know if you remember this, but it was rumored that she used to date Yogati. Oh. And you know. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, you trying to be disloyal. Gotti don't want her. Oh, she used to date him. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. And so, if this was around the time. Now, I don't know dates and stuff. I didn't do no Google searches. Mm-hmm. But if this was around the time where she was still talking to Gotti, 
that Gucci was like, oh, no, you was at me. Yeah. I could see... I can okay. see why that would be an issue. Girl. I can see why that would be that an like issue. Like and, and, and why she would get defensive. Yeah, but it was 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be defending ago. it now. I ain't gonna do, even if I did do it, I said I didn't do it 10 years ago, let it go. Right. We ain't doing no, listen, we're not doing a whole segment ain't. on whether I texted you or not or what I said on the radio show. Y'all can dig it back up. And now and, they claim me banned. They said it was banned. He had to do the private interview with Charlamagne. So... They they say he wasn't banned, no. but if Envy and Ye say they're not doing an interview with him, he because, banned. Yeah, he banned. You're not doing an interview, okay? So what you think? If it's only Charlemagne, it's not the Breakfast Club. It's not. It's Charlemagne the God. So what I will say is, I do think. Listen, he's a trap dude, and I have to remember this. But I hate when dudes get upset about something and then just go to calling girls out in their name. However, I recognize he's from the streets. He ain't about to be like that young lady yeah, or nothing nah, like that. Not he's not all. that type of dude. Yeah. But I hate it. I cringe so hard. It's fight like, or flight for them. The whole interview was so good. And he was so, you know, polished yeah. and, and spoke so highly. And, yeah, he talked about some real gritty stuff. But he gave me um, a side of him that I had never seen. Really? No, I didn't, I didn't think. You know, I, I, I follow Gucci. I knew he was changed when he came home. I read his I knew he changed, yeah. but I didn't know he was as intelligent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because back but in the day, a lot of trap dudes do, are. Yeah, absolutely. They I, have to be to manage that type of money in the state. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank they gotta you. You got to be because a lot of trap dudes are manipulative. Too. Yeah, I'm tongue tied for a second. It's the wine, y'all. Yeah, girl. Um, she tongue tied. Tongue tied. <laughs> <laughs> that they're business savvy. They're street yeah. savvy. Sometimes they don't. They don't code switch very well, and that's what I've learned. Yes. You know, I got to thank for it. A lot of them can't code switch very well, so they can't really articulate like their points in different settings. But a lot of them are smart for mm. real, for real. And I'm learning that. And mm. I think a, about a piece of me thinking like oh he's ignorant it comes with the some of the mumble rap it's and the, it's the territory yeah, yeah but i'm learning and so he definitely changed my opinion but i do wish that you know especially because he's married now who cares what angela did or didn't do clearly and and he said like his wife was kind of confused like what you mean you can't go up there like what's up yeah because you gotta remember she was with him during some of that yeah the gucci 2009 gucci, well, so, so she understands that was actually in the interview so a part of the interview um while Yi was flirting with him flirting loosely mm -hmm. okay um, and he was kind of flirting back. She was like, but I heard you were with, with Keisha. And she was like, Keisha Dior, you know, mm -hmm. is that your girl or whatnot? She was in your video and he played coy and he was like, oh, well, Rosa Acosta was in the video and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but yeah, he was dealing with Keisha back then. Yeah, he definitely so, was. It, anyway, well, okay. If Envy and Ye did have an issue mm -hmm. with Gucci as their coworker, should Charlamagne have done the interview? Would you do an interview with somebody and I, I'm not rocking with him? I tell you, I'm not going to do the interview. You going to do it? It depends. You going to do it for, you going to do it underneath your brand, Chatty Patty, or you going to do it under, um, on Mothers? Oh, no, no, no. It de No, we ain't doing it on, on Mothers. That's number one. Right. Number two, it depends on what the beef is. If okay. it's like a silly misunderstanding and I come to you and I'm like, hey, I have an opportunity to do to work with this person. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm cool with it. It's no big deal. I don't rock with that person. But 
it's whatever, right? then I'll, I'll do it. But if you're like, oh, like if I get the vibe and I see the energy from you and you're like really upset or heated about it, I'm not doing it. It's not worth it to me because it's not worth my, my, uh, our, our relationship. Right. It's not worth our relationship. But I heard he cleared it. I heard Charlemagne cleared it before and they said, okay, cool, but we not going to do it. He didn't clear it? So if you uh, go back and read Envy's um, IG, yeah. he said Charlemagne told him about the interview afterwards. Okay, okay, okay. And he was like, go ahead and run it. Mm-hmm. As in, you know. Well, yeah, he could have interviewed and not ran it. He yeah. could have. He could have. But if we're co-workers, and, and so here's the thing. It's not that they're just co-workers. Mm-hmm. They've been on air for almost 10 years now. If, if not 10 years. Yeah. So I would think you have some type of relationship with these people. We're mm-hmm. talking Christmases, birthdays, you know, holidays, yeah, events. Definitely. Y'all taking flights together, going places, hosting events outside of just the Monday through Friday. Right. So you have to have some level of a relationship. So if you go to your partners, your business partners or your coworkers after the fact and yeah. you know they have a clear issue, I think that's a problem. Yeah, I don't think I I think I wouldn't have done the interview at all. Okay. Honestly. I just feel like if you if you came to me at first and you didn't come to me on something like I want to do it for the area Lawan, you said I want to come to uh, on mothers and do a podcast with you. And I'm like, nah, we not rocking. Like, nah, mm-hmm. we can't do it. Like CP said no. Well, Chatty Patty said no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know I call you CP, but you said no. What I'm supposed to it's it's no for me. It's, right. You can't you came for on mothers. It's no other it's no other avenue. You didn't ask to come for my personal brand. Because if you did, we could have settled that first score. You came yeah. for something. And you wanted something out that I can't give you solo. So don't try to give me second best. I'm never second best. So mm. you came for but one But see, mothers. I think Charlamagne saw an opportunity. because You know. Um, he liked that drama. He, he, he yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And yeah. what people have to realize is Charlamagne came up through the school of Wendy Williams. That was his mentor. Mm. So in my mind, I, that's why I kept saying co-workers loosely. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use the word friends. Mm-hmm. Because I do think Envy and Ye have built a friendship. Yeah. But I think Charlemagne has found a way to distance himself enough from people. Mm-hmm. Where he's cool with people. But I don't think he's anybody's friend for real. Ooh, like he's still a snake in his and, it's, and I don't know that it's him being a snake. I just think... He wants to keep himself at arm's length. So if he decides to go off and do something, can't nobody really say, oh, you know, that's rude or that's disrespectful because yeah, how close were you really, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that's really what it is because you, like, listen, we just started seeing Charlamagne's wife, like, last year. That's true, and he just now really starts talking about her, but I think it's because the cheating is over. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's, that's I think exactly because the cheating why. is over. He finally is ready to settle down but you and be a husband. You don't really see him out with friends. Like, ye, she's out with friends. Envy mm-hmm. uh, ain't out with friends no more because his cheating is over, and he in the house getting his wife pregnant Hello. every every year. Every mm-hmm. time I turn around, um, Gia got a baby on the way. Yeah, she said it's cheaper to get pregnant. Side <laughs> of crime. I'm just going, just going uh, to have the babies. Listen, but you see them with the people that, and, and I see Envy and Yee all the time. I don't see that as much with Charlemagne. And so I do think that's a, a strategic, you know, type of thing on his part. He just knows keep people at um at a, at a reach. So if he decides to move right, can't nobody complain about it because they knew that he was never really... You know, they're a close friend like that anyway. Yeah, definitely. I understand. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I just don't think I would have did that. And I don't think that was good business. Mm. But you can't tell everybody how to do their business, though. That's true. Some people Listen. just, they take it for what it is and keep it moving. 
That's true. Could have just been a check form. I get that too. I'm sure you got something off the endorsement. I'm sure. I get that too. Now, the real reason I had wanted to bring up Gucci last week. What she's trying to talk about this? Girl. So there was a meme that was going around. And I want to say it was Snoop Dogg or T.I. Somebody. One of them too. It's an old one meme of them, though. The meme has been around for a while. Right. The I meme mean. is old and one of the old cheaters, <laughs> and that is all shade, reposted it because it was talking about how everybody glamorizes Gucci's relationship with Keisha and how when he came out, she flipped his bunny and she was there for him and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But nobody understands she was there through drug, you know, drugged out Gucci, cheating Gucci, in and out of jail Gucci, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 we understand that. We saw that. We were there for that. So a lot and clear. A lot but, of us lived that as well. Very much so. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that meme? So I agree with it to a certain extent. A lot of people don't want to be with someone after having to put in so many years of the cheating, of the lies, of whatever else, and to wait for them to become who they are. Listen, I'm not putting in one year. <laughs> you cheat on me once. Girl. And it could be in the first six months. It's over. Ooh, I'm done. You got a one and done? One and done. Because at this age, we all know what we want. At this age. Mm-hmm. At this age. At yes. this age, we know what we want. We know what's right. Mm-hmm. And you should you should have gotten that out of your system before you came to me. So... Like it ain't you ain't even got to sleep with nobody else. You lie to me about something that I don't feel comfortable about, and you don't come to me first, and I get it some other way. It's done. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm is, on your wavelength now, yeah. but I've been a Keisha. Yeah. So I I get it. Like yeah. I understand it, and I do feel like a lot of people they want they talk down on the situation because they've never like lived through it. You've never watched somebody like struggle into like the person that you know that they are so much better in being but a lot of that comes from like your own childhood traumas and needing to fix somebody and you feeling like you have to wait to fix somebody you don't have to wait to fix anybody right at all like a person if they really want to be with you if they really love you if they really care about you they're going to man up they're going to stand up and they're going to become that person on their own and they're not going to drag you through the fucking fire in order to get there like that's just it like i if i could tell myself that shit like 15 years ago mm-hmm. like young Ariel talking to, like old Ariel talking to young Ariel like nah like nah we good like no and is it Keisha a mother she is a mother but I mean I applaud her for keeping her kids out of the spot like yeah. though, but she, she definitely is a mom and that's the other thing a lot of people will be like oh well I don't want my daughter to see blah 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 but it's not reality to shield your children from the world. Like, shit happens. It, I would rather... I mean, I don't want you to put your child through no toxic shit where they're seeing, like, their mom, you know, domestic violence or anything like that. But people they, people break up, people cheat. Like, it's not always perfect. Like, it just... Right. You know, people do divorces. People do whatever. It's not always going to be perfect, but... You got to go through something. You're learning. You're growing. I'm, they were, like, 20s, 30s. They now 30s, 40s, like... Life happens. You do. You so, change. You develop. You grow. So as more mature, airy, and mommy airy, mommy airy, what is dating like? Um, oh, I be hopping. I be relationship hopping. A little low key, low key. <laughs> I do. I don't give it too much time. People be hitting me up. I'm like, damn, I'm already. You should have. Shot your shot a long time ago. I might have bit, but um, I think airy today. Mommy airy is looking for. Well, Mommy Aerie loves herself, first mm. and foremost. 
Aerie before wasn't really like loving herself. Like I've always been very cocky, very boastful, whatever, whatever. Like you can't tell me that I'm not a bad bitch. Like it just is what it is. But I think I wasn't truly loving myself in all aspects of loving myself. Like right now, like there's nothing you can tell me that I'm gonna feel like down about myself besides this fact that I can't shake this weight. But other than that, like nah, um, this Aerie loves herself and this Aerie is a lot more. I don't got to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't got to tell you why I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I want to heal myself. I don't got time to heal you. You need to work on yourself. Let me work on me. Let's do whatever. Like, it is what it is. I don't, got, I don't need no explanations. I just, nah, it's not working for me today. So that's where I am. Like, my tolerance is so low. Yeah. <laughs> like, my, um, I'm, uh, a relationship that I was in about a year or so ago. Mm hmm um, this person did something that if I were younger, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. But because of where we are in life, it was a big enough deal to me, the dishonesty, but the disrespect. And then Girl. you included somebody else Girl. and allowed somebody else to disrespect me. Girl. We could never bounce back from that. Ever. And I was, I was done. I was like, no, no, we're good. I, you need to, you, like... You haven't figured it out by now? And I told y'all, I've crossed over into my 30s. So at this point, if you still haven't figured it out, I'm not the one for you. So now I'm happily single. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't love anybody or because I don't have feelings for someone. But I know where I am in life. And right now, I am enjoying focusing on me and focusing on the things that I want to make a priority. Because all of my 20s, you know, I've made a man a priority and mm. children the priority, which my children are always the priority, but I've never been able to put myself and my needs and my desires in the top five. I feel you. And so now I feel like I should be a little selfish and I'm going to be a little selfish. So I've, I've decided to give myself some time mm -hmm. to be single, um, organize my own personal priorities and work on the things I want to work on. And then, you know, I'm so when I'm proud. ready, I'll be ready. I feel you. I'm so proud for that because it's. I kind of feel the same way, except I don't necessarily feel like I need to be single. For me, I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm not hesitating anymore. So before it would be like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Like I need to just be single. Or, oh no, no, I want to stay in this relationship because it could get better. Like right now, it's just like whatever feels good. It's just gonna feel good. And I want to do a lot of trial and error and just kind of see what goes because I've literally given myself to like people yeah. for years back to back to back like you know so right now it's just like I want to date this person I want to be exclusive with this person I want to see where it goes if it doesn't work cool I know I gave it my all let's go do something different like I don't if I want to be single I could be single if I want to get married tomorrow I can get married like I'm just at that place where I love me so much that if it feels good I want to do it like I'm no longer stopping my happiness to make sure that like I'm comfortable and I got this person still you know at my heels still mm -hmm. texting still I don't give up about none of that I just want to be happy I know and you know? like this is the happiest I've been in a very long time finding the things that finding my own happiness not having my happiness be reliant on some man yeah. or mm -hmm. somebody else just being you know happy and content in my own solitude is yeah. the best best thing I've done all my life and it's new and it's a great new feeling I'm enjoying it yeah. but the one thing I will say is I do carry I do carry some shame with being a single mother of three mm. um and I do feel away sometimes 
about the fact that I'm a divorcee mm-hmm. and that, you know, I have two baby fathers. Um, me too, me too. That two baby fathers will get you. <sighs> Let me tell you, it's it's really difficult. When I had one, it was it was like, okay, all oh, right, you know, that yeah, failed relationship, whatever. Right, right. But now that I have two and I'm a divorcee and I have three children and I'm still very young, mm-hmm. I feel like all of those stereotypes that I try to avoid, mm-hmm. I'm be- I have somehow become. And I know what society says about women like me. See, and that's crazy because I, I, we talked about this, um, right before I had rain, like all those emotions went through as well. Because if, if you ever read my blog, then you know, like I contemplated yeah. like abortion and all of that or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want that stigma. Like I did not want to be the girl with a great job, a great career living in Northern Virginia with her one daughter who that relationship didn't work. So now you're splitting in your co-parenting through States, which is yeah. crazy. Now you have another baby with somebody that girl, you know, you shouldn't be having a baby by. <sighs> and now you got two baby daddies. And what are you going to do after that? And like, yeah. how are you going to navigate life? And then you want to advance in your career, but you just feel stuck. And honestly, like when I said by 703, I felt stuck up here for so long, but I've stayed up here because I needed a image so now everything that I do is about Ariel and it's not about an image right so if I end up with three baby daddies and a husband before it's all done or if I have wife like whatever I decide to have it's because it feels good for my soul now right like it's no more like I have no images anymore like I want to just do all these things but I want to do them from a place that I'm happy doing them and that I'm like loving myself doing them and that's the one thing I'm fighting for right now yeah so as much as I'm happy, that's the one area of my life that I'm fighting to to overcome. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, it just feels like no matter how great I am or how much I do for, you know, those who don't know outside of the podcast, I'm in the military. I'm two classes away from my master's degree. And I just see myself accomplishing all these things. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited because I know I'm dope, mm-hmm. but I'll see something on social media where a man... We'll be talking about, you know, women and baby daddies and, oh, if she got three kids, da-da-da-da-da. And it makes me, it just, it stings. And then I'm like, wait a minute, but you're dusty butt. Like, even if I didn't have a kid, you wouldn't have been anybody that I would have looked twice at. Thank you. You wasn't going to sit at my table. It still stings, you know, because it feels like women are seen as worthless the moment that they have a child. Mm -hmm. And I don't get that. Meanwhile... We as women nurture and care for children that are not ours all the time. And it's an expectation. Mm -hmm. But men, on the other hand, look down their nose at a woman. No matter how well-to-do she is, no matter how well taken care of her children are. Oh, you got a child more than one? Oh, no. No. You're not. You're not worth more time. It's really interesting. I think it's, yeah, it definitely is interesting. It's also interesting that if you've ever noticed, post something about something that's going on in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um... Today was like the drama with the second baby daddy or whatever. So I posted my little sentiments like, stop talking to me. Like, I'm not going to keep talking about it. Like, I'm not at that place where I'm going to keep addressing a bunch of stuff. I'm not old area. Old area would have talked you to death. New new areas, I got one statement for you and I'm done. Right. Because it's just, it's not working. You're not about to drain me. You're not going to. It's not, I don't got it. So people was hitting me up like, girl, but you such a dope mom. You such a dope mom. You such a dope mom. And it's a lot of females that will encourage you, but it's a couple of guys It's like, Ari, like I've been told you, you dope as shit, dog. Yeah. Like, you just dope. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, get over it. It's whatever. But it does just make you see, like, people think that you're down and out once you have these kids and you're stuck, but you're not. Not at all. You can do whatever you want to do. Which is the crazy, the other part of it is, 
I am living a really good life. I'm taking trips. I'm out of here. Like, girl, I finally <laughs> applied for my passport. It will be here in a couple weeks, girl. We out of here. Yeah. 2020, we out. Finally, I've been putting it off forever. And it's just time like to having, go. Like, having my children never stopped me from being able to live my life. You know, I I always weighed, can I afford this? That's always been my thing. It's right. always been a money thing for me. It's never been about, can I give love? Do I have right. enough in me? It's literally been about money. Yeah. And I've been blessed, I will say. I've been blessed in my life to be able to make sure that I've always had, my children have never gone without. You know, I may every now and then rob Peter to pay Paul, but it's not because I didn't have it. It's probably because I managed it back. Let's talk about it, girl, okay? Because I'm in debt, but I have a great-ass salary, and my kids are always taken care of. But yes. you I might be looking a little crazy some days, and they, but they always they always come through. They always have what they need, and I just feel like I am blessed to be able to do that because a lot of mothers out here that can't. Like, yeah. I complain about it or whatever, but I'm making some shit happen. But at the end of the day, my standards are still real high. Oh, yeah, it's still high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, uh, I don't, listen, I don't care what society mm-hmm. says about me and my three kids and my two baby daddies. My standards are still very high. Thank you. And a lot of you dudes out there, even without having one child, don't meet my standards. No, so. not at all. Because <laughs> you was not going to have no play dates with Big June and Big Rainy. It's not going to happen. At all. Happen. So, yeah, I'm, I don't. You know, I don't know what dating has for me in the future, but where I am now, I'm really, I'm really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a little piece about myself. I'm fighting to overcome some things, like most of us are, but I'm good. I'm in a good space. It's like we healed something right now when we just did this. Somebody's gonna heal from this episode. I'm trying yes, to say, yes, because we ain't alone. We not, not at all, not at all, sis. Okay, it's time. Unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. So, unpopular opinion is this week. Social media does not ruin relationships. Okay. You're right. We have to unpack this because everybody's like, oh my God, be careful what you post. Social media, tear your relationship apart. No. Nope. It tear, blah, blah, blah. Make, make your moves in silence, blah, 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 blah. A move is going to be made whether it's silent or whether it's loud. A relationship is going to end. Whether you post it or you don't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's how that person who's actually posting it or who is about handles a situation is if yep. it's going to end or not. Okay, I can post you till I'm blue in, your, in the face. I can not post you at all. It's our dynamic that right. will make or break a situation. I agree with that. I, so I'm not one of those people who feels like um, if you know you're in love with somebody, you got to post them all the time mm-hmm. or if you don't post somebody, you don't love them. Right. I, I think, you know, there's a... So, I have a favorite couple on social media. Um, I don't know if they've actually come forward and, like, admitted that they're dating each other. But they post pictures. Mm-hmm. And they don't post their faces in the pictures. They'll post, like, that you know, their dinner plates or their wine glasses or their hands holding. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because... Their friends know that they're together. Right. We know who they are and where they what they're doing and all of that. But they do keep a little mystery about their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I really, really do like that. Yeah. However, because of how this situation went with my youngest child's father, because I thought, girl, I thought that was the one. I thought we were getting married and all of that. Girl, Listen. I just been supposed to have been married so many times, Lord Jesus. So the next man I post on my social media will be my fiance. That's how you feel? That's how I feel. I'm not doing this. Oh, now I got to delete the pictures because we ain't together no more. I still need to do a social media cleanse, girl. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Listen, until there is a ring on my finger and we about to, like, make a date and walk down the aisle, I'm not posting nobody. Why am I not that big on being married? 
fault you for that. I'm not. I'm cool with having like a lifetime partnership type thing. Um, if it ends in marriage, it ends in marriage. I talk about it with people like, oh, I want to get married. I've been in weddings. I'm in another one in November. It'll be my third one this year. I don't feel the need. What's interesting is a lot of people around me um, in our age group are starting to get married and have babies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at them and I've known them for years and I'm happy for them. But I'm thinking to myself, dang, I did this years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I don't feel in any rush to catch up or like I'm behind the curve. I feel like been there, done that. So I'm not in a rush to get married, but I do want to remarry. Mm-hmm. The biggest reason is I I do love intimacy. I do love companionship. I do believe in marriage and not in the Christian sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, I like that that's an official title. Like we are, we're solid in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to you, I can have a say, you know, if we have to go to the hospital or yeah. if something happens to me, you can make those decisions for me. I do like that. Mm-hmm. And I do want that. And I also want to show my children what a um, successful and healthy marriage looks like mm-hmm. because I don't know any of my elders who have had a marriage that I look at and think, oh, I want that. Thank you. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I like. I had this conversation recently. I thought long and hard, and I was like, I don't know anybody around me who has a marriage that I say, oh, I would like to be like them. Mm. So I would love to be able to show my children that, but I'm not in a rush. Mm-mm. I'm not in a rush for it. Me either. I'm like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it just is what it is. So okay. what's your unpopular opinion this okay. week? I gave you my little, my little snippet. My unpopular opinion this week is a woman should be ride or die. No. I don't believe that. Girl. First of all, a lot of y'all can't drive. You don't have a license. At all. Bad sense of direction. Car dirty. <laughs> car junkie. Don't have a car. Driving your mama car. <laughs> I don't think anyone, and, and this goes male or female. A lot of times, you know, this whole, we need a woman that's ride or die. It, it's more said to women because Women don't really ask men to ride or die. We yeah. know men, the moment a woman does one thing, dudes be out. Honey. Men are not asked or expected to ride or die. But I'll say on both occasions, I do not believe that anyone should have to prove the amount of stress and struggle they're willing to tolerate to date somebody's raggedy son or daughter. Oh, girl. I'm not here for the ride or die. Ooh. I'm not riding and I'm not dying. Oh, you preaching for my lifetime. <laughs> That's you what for I my got. Life? <laughs> you, got the, you got the meeting minutes for my life tonight, honey. Because we're going to unpack something. That, no, I'm, I'm on it. Like, I feel like you could be loyal to the soil all day. But people don't. They don't always re- reciprocate that back. So, no. nah. No, I'm not. I'm not with that. Just know who you, if you really going to ride. So I won't say I'm completely against it. If you're going to ride or die, ride or die. Just know what you ride for. Because everybody that give it to you ain't going to give it back to you for sure. And that's just going to leave you real heartbroken in the end. Since wrap this thing up because I'm running out of wine. And I got all night. <laughs> I love you, but I got to leave you. All right, y'all. We're about to wrap it up. If you enjoy us, though, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Just search or Mother's Podcast, M-U-V-A-S. We are also on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram, on Mother's Podcast. And make sure you're following my girl, Ari Luan. That's A-R-I-L-A-W-A-N underscore. That's me. And then I'm Chatty 
Patty DC. Oh, also be sure to leave us a comment. And again, we need to shout out the Bartender's Guide. I heard they shouted us out. Yes, Bartender's Guide podcast. They're based out of New York. Okay. Two bartenders giving you some information for, you know, your weekends, how to get through the weekend. They give um, their spin on pop culture. They also give recipe, drink recipes and things like that. I'm going to try it because I'm going to mess it up. Just, you know, Listen, no. me. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I'm going to try one of their recipes. This week, they're uh, talking about some Halloween stuff. So, they may have a good Halloween recipe on over there. So, what's they called again? What is it? Bartender's Guide Podcast. Make sure you're following them. Um, Thank you guys for showing us love last week. And we want to grab some drinks with y'all the next time we're in New York. So Definitely. We're going to holler at you. We're going to set something up. All right, y'all. That's it for us. Tune in to us next Wednesday as we drop each and every week. We out of here. We got to go.